0: Join me as I share my experience and the experiences of others so that we may see the unique gifts and talents of individuals on the autism spectrum fully recognized. Hello everyone and welcome. This is Elia with the Spectrum Strategy Group. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about, um, you know, sort of this new curriculum that I'm seeing uh, that's going to be popping up over the next, um, you know, several weeks. And I think many people have already started with this. And and what I'm actually referring to is uh, this transition back to full-time in-person teaching, uh, I know, um, as, as many of you know, I am in the state of Massachusetts, and um, on May 3rd, classes have gone full-time, in-person, and um, not... All schools have had, uh, most schools have had a hybrid um, sort of model, so maybe a couple days a week uh, of coming in, maybe a a cohort A and a cohort B, Um, and then maybe one day during the week is a, a break day where everyone is remote. Uh, and and there, uh, for those students who need additional special education needs, many are go- have, have already been full time um, or maybe more hours uh, during the week than um, the general education population. So um, but the push here right now is to have everyone in person full time. And I know there are many schools across the country, and in fact, all over the world, who uh, who have already been part of this process. And uh, I was talking to some educators. I'm teaching a, a couple of grad programs right now. And, you know, their concern was that they were going back full time. And um, this sort of sparked my interest. And they were talking about what that was going to look like uh, and how, all of the lesson plans um, have been designed for you know online instruction or this hybrid model and now we're going to go back to a a regular and I put that in air quotes (laughs) um, a regular sort of classroom style and um, you know again I was thinking about well maybe there needs to be some sort of curriculum around this transition back. And and, and what would that look like? What does that transition back look like? And, um, you know, we can't just say, oh, business as usual. Let's just, you know, pick up the kids as usual on the bus or drop them off and, um, you know, pick up where we left off. Uh, I think there are many students who who will need – uh, a new set of routines implemented, and I think this sort of feels to me a little bit like the first day of school all over again <laughs> um, so you know it's it's creating new routines and um, when a student comes into the classroom, what are the expectations and what have, what does that look like and and if you were having a hybrid model where you were coming in a couple days a week that Maybe you just carry that through uh, throughout the week, but it's still different to be doing it every day than only two days a week, for example. Um, I think we could even take a step back from there where, you know, we have, um, again, that transition from online instruction to in-person instruction. So maybe we've built a bit of rapport with students, I, I would hope, <laughs> being online for this long. Uh, But then it's sort of like the day to day interaction and maybe it's really building uh, a closer rapport with students. than uh, before. Uh, maybe it's getting, for some students who maybe it, this was their first year in, you know, maybe it's kindergarten or first grade, um, or maybe we're talking about a new middle school or a new high school. So we're just kind of new to the building and new to the teachers and the structure. And the beginning of the year has started in this hybrid model, and now we're moving it to a full uh, full on what does that look like, and how will students you know really get to know that routine and again, if we step back we're not just talking about once they get to school it's also the uh, the process of getting to school so Right, instead of getting up and getting dressed and all the the routine that maybe is only a couple days a week, now it's every day. Getting on the bus, what does that look like every day? Um, so you know, I, I really feel for students, I feel for parents, I feel for educators. Um, it's sort of like rewriting and restarting, sort of you know, uh, late <laughs> late in the school year, um, but. Perhaps starting at this point, we can kind of create some sort of, um, you know, routine and an expectation of what the fall could look like, and so I can kind of see this starting um, in the spring. The weather is nicer; so we don't have to worry so much about uh, at least here. Uh, the weather is nicer, and so we don't have to worry so much about the winter things. But um, you know, I also want to think about um, uh, emotional regulation in here. And what does that look like day to day? I mean, we might have some separation anxiety coming in. Uh, again, if if maybe rapport is a little off, because we've been in this hybrid model, or maybe lesson planning is now going to look different, or lesson instruction is going to look different. So students, um, especially those on spectrum might See that there there's a disruption to the old routine and now we have new routines being implemented. So it's something to carefully look look at. And then the question is, you know, emotional regulation can be impacted by so many things. So not just change in routine, but also change in in rules and in the structure. So what are the rules around mask wearing? So making that really clear. What are the rules around hand washing? I know Many students were having hand-washing breaks, and, um, you know, this was particularly in New York, a kindergarten teacher, uh, she had to have the kids wash their hands every so often, and so by the time she got through, um, you know, 16 kindergartners washing their hands and making sure they get back to their place, you know, right, that, that's its own lesson right there. So what does that look like? And, you know, what does recess look like? what do meals look like? So when they come in for for breakfast, what does that look like? Or students who, um, you know, are buying, you know, what does buying l- lunch look like? Or bringing in lunch? Um, I'm thinking about all the questions that I would have as a parent. I, I mean, I think all of these things need to be, made very explicit for all students not just those with um, you know in special education Uh, and again other things I I think about concerns about modification to sports I know there have been you know some things done there Um, physical education what does that look like extracurricular activities you know Do we still have chorus and band and clubs? Um, And how are they meeting? And, you know, many students I know have been meeting with clubs online, and that's across all age groups, uh, even into college. But does that change now? And what does that look like? Um, And again, other, you know, special uh, classes during the day, so whether that's music or art or, you know, other areas, um, how are they impacted as well? I think about... um, you know, the, the toll that that could be taking on educators and families. And again, I kind of bring it back to the emotional uh, regulation piece, right? How do we um, implement some tools? And I know there are many educators, um, some of the ones that I'm working with in my classes, who are, are being very mindful about um, working with uh, their students around emotional regulation. And, and while, you know, this is part of a curriculum in many schools already, I think we need to be particularly attuned to this time um, with going back to um, full-time face-to-face instruction. And so, you know, some, some tips I, I can think about is, you know, creating simple routines. I mean, really simple. And again, as much as you can carry through what You've already been doing, um, you know, carrying that through into, you know, what what the new what the new situation is going to look like. And I think families at home need to think about that too, right? Like, so what are the new routines, um, and what will that look like on a day-to-day basis now? Uh, I also think we need to make sure we we create an environment, again, whether educator or family, um, of safety and predictability. Right. So and I don't necessarily just mean physical safety um, and um, predictability around what to expect. So if we have those simple routines in place, we can help students feel a little safer emotionally, uh, especially if they can predict what uh, what what's going to happen. Right. So they have a reasonable set of expectations of what every day should look like and, you know, maybe what. hour to hour should look like. And, and I know this would normally be a, a regular part of uh, a classroom setup anyway. Um, but I think, again, we have to look at it not just from the classroom, but also at home as well. Um, and also allowing for a safe environment to express emotion. Um, there might be a lot of emotion that comes up that we might not expect, um, you know, and I think Uh, we need to create a safe space for people to, you know, students, colleagues, family, everyone to express, um, you know, what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Um, And again, as we look at that, we can then help use that as part of curriculum, right? Being able to identify emotions and label them, uh, and then being able to express them. uh, And being able to Use tools to help with uh, regulating them. So, you know, some things that I I know I've talked about before. um, You know, breath is an important piece, and like I say, you carry your breath with you everywhere. So you don't need any special tools for that. So, different types of breathing exercises can be helpful. Um, Meditations, again, these can be really short, three to five minutes, um, or the really long ones. You know, whatever seems to work movement. So whether it's yoga, dance, walking, running, uh, anything, you know, (laughs) I think any kind of physical movement and activity uh, is really helpful for regulation. Um, Creativity is another one, you know, maybe it's drawing or painting or making something out of clay or um, putting, you know, puzzles, like that kind of stuff can help to give the brain a break, um, and also express Uh, emotion sometimes through music or through art, Um, that can be another piece. And also preferred activities. So if students like to listen to music or um, like to play video games or read books, uh, maybe it's coloring, right? So let's, or maybe playing with trains or other toys, Uh, let's pull some of that out and make sure we build in uh, breaks so that uh, we help you know, being able to kind of manage that nervous system, so that we can kind of take in all the extra input that is going to be facing us. And, um, you know, again, this is not only helpful for students, this is for educators, um, other staff members, and and of course, bringing it home to your families, because it's a lot to, uh, to take on. And it's been a challenging year, of course. And so, Again, remembering these tools and being able to implement them when you need them um, is is really valuable and you know I really think that um This is an important conversation, and I know since uh, I have listeners from all over, um, I really would love to be able to continue this conversation. So if you're an educator, a parent, um, or a student, and would really like to be part of a podcast where we kind of talk about what this transition back looks like, I would um, love to connect with you and create... A podcast about what what the that has looked like and what that feels like, um, and I also think you know not just um, in in all of the challenges that we might be facing, but also um, what are the wins, right? And what do we appreciate, and what are we thankful for and grateful for now that we're coming back together and being able to see our colleagues and being able to see our friends uh, and being able to collaborate in person again. I know those are all valuable things that that I miss. Um, So again, let's also look at the joys and the wins in um, us coming back together. So if you're interested in having that conversation with me, please email me at Ilya, that's I-L-I-A, at the spectrum or you can message me on LinkedIn or Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram. So please uh, reach out to me on one of those platforms. You can find me under the Spectrum Strategy Group or just uh, type in Elia Walsh and um, hopefully we can connect. I'd really love to hear what everyone's experiences are. So with that, I uh, hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Autism in Real Life. This is Elia Walsh, and if you like the show, please hit subscribe so you can get notified each time a new episode is released. I also offer training, consultations, and parent coaching, and would love to help you in any way that I can. You can check out my offerings at thespectrumstrategy.com, and when you join my email list, you can get a code to receive a discount off of an online class or a coaching session. Looking forward to hearing from you. Take care and see you next time.